Hi, and welcome to the Projected Opinions Podcast, the best movie podcast in under 20 minutes. My name is Matt Noble. And I'm Nathan Payne. And today, we're going to be talking about the various movie trailers that dropped during the Super Bowl, or at least three of them. Yeah, I think today we've got a new trailer for Solo, uh, long-awaited. We've got a trailer for the new Mission Impossible Fallout coming this summer. And we've also got a trailer for Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yep. Uh, so, what order do we want to do these? When we want to save Solo for last? <laughs> let's say, sure, why not? Why not? Uh, it's what it's what the people want, right? Uh, so let's kick gotta... it off with uh, Mission Impossible. Fair enough. How how on a, on a scale of one to ten, ten being like, oh my gosh, you cannot wait. This is the best movie of the year for you. To zero, or I guess one, in which case you don't care at all. Where are you? On that scale for this movie, I'm a, I'm a good seven. I'm a I'm a decent fan of the Mission Impossible series because it's not completely mindless action. I I can kind of like the suspension of disbelief is somewhat there for me, so I enjoy going to see them. Um, so I was gonna go see this anyway, and yeah. they didn't spoil any of the plot for me, so I'm totally ready to see yeah. this movie. Yeah. So if you if you don't know me personally, I usually avoid trailers. Uh, so. For the uh, Force Awakens, the Star Wars movie that was directed by J.J. Abrams just a couple years back, uh, I didn't see anything for it. Not a trailer. Uh, I avoided as much of the marketing as possible. So for me to talk about trailers, like I have to know that I'm going to be okay with having some things ruined for me about maybe the plot or maybe uh, certain things that happen. And uh, these are three movies that I, I know I'm going to see and I'm okay uh, with knowing some details that might spoil something. If you're one of those people that like to be unspoiled, then this is not the podcast episode for you. Go to one of the other ones, uh, uh, maybe King's Speech or something, if you've seen that. <laughs> if you don't like things being spoiled and you haven't seen the title of our episode, it's safe to say that you probably shouldn't watch it. Shame or on Or listen. <laughs> All right, so for the Mission Impossible series, I really en- do enjoy it. Uh, I like uh, Tom Cruise. It's He's actually growing on me as time goes on i've seen most of his movies um and the the more i see the more i seem to enjoy uh mission impossible is no different and i think the series is actually getting better with time uh so i'm really pumped about this movie the trailer i thought was perfect Uh, i thought it gave us all the action beats that we know that we're going to see the movie for Mm -hmm and are looking forward to it gave us just enough of the plot outline that we know the cia is looking for ethan hunt we know that he's in a lot of trouble because of something to do with plutonium he, he's screwed up something else up again <laughs> here we go and uh the team is back and and that's all you needed to know about this uh this franchise to be and this time movie. around the stunt will be based on a helicopter <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, you were talking about being kind of a little bit perturbed about how there's always this one big stunt that yeah. Tom Cruise has to do. For for me, part of part of the deal with movies is that they're for the audience, they need to some to some extent not understand how a movie is made. On a certain level, they just need to wonder. Yeah. And I agree with JJ Abrams on that kind of sort of look on film as kind of an art form as a whole um so there's a part of me that doesn't appreciate that their marketing strategy is based solely on the one stunt that's going to anchor that movie 
but there's another part of me that knows that is brilliant um, to do that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm torn. Um, and me being the person that I am, I'm going to watch all the behind the scenes that I can get my hands on oh, anyway. Sure. So um, I enjoy it. I just think it it for for uninitiated people that don't make movies or are, are not uh, super involved or have understanding on how movies are made like this, I I think it can be potentially something that can bring them out of the story because they've it's been brought to their attention. Hmm. Um, the the technical side that you normally wouldn't think about while you're sitting in the theater. But I do understand that that's, that's a major selling point for these movies and that it's a good way to get people super invested in something. And you, you mentioned to me earlier, in fact, um, you, you pointed out that they were aware that it kind of breaks the reality of the film. Um, and I, w- I would actually agree with you that they did it well in Rogue Nation. Um, that stunt that everybody knew about, Tom Cruise hanging off the, off the plane, they put, they, it was in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And after that point, you're, you're totally right. You can just kind of sit back and you know, you know it. it happened. Yep. And you're like, wow, that's super cool to see it actually happen. And then you're just kind of focused on the movie. And I think that's a good way to do it. So I'd be interested to see if they if they follow that same strategy here or if they do more like how they did in Ghost Protocol where they put it in the main action piece of the movie later. Yeah. Uh, th- I will also potentially disagree with you pointing out the helicopter as like the action beat. There were so many clips in this trailer of crazy things that Tom Cruise is doing. One, he's driving a truck into another truck on a highway like like face on. He's uh, driving a truck into the side of a truck off a bridge. He is jumping from one building rooftop to another building rooftop, and it looks like he's shorting it uh, and uh, falling. Uh, he's driving a sports car and off like uh, what was a staircase onto a street. There's there are so many crazy things. Oh, he gets hit. Let he's me riding rephrase a what I wait, mean. Wait, wait. He's riding a motorcycle, gets hit by a car, and flies over the hood of the car onto like some grassy patch past the car how convenient anyway let me rephrase what i mean this is going to be the marketing tom cruise stunt of the movie Maybe. the one where he hangs on with just his real hands in real life and has no safety nets and yeah it's going to be the one that they make the videos about maybe it's not the action set sure. piece of the movie but it's it's that one that everybody's going to be familiar with before they get there yeah i thought uh the this movie, the the marketing for this, felt less contingent on a specific set piece than another. I, w- I would agree with you there. Um, I, I'm excited about the the action looks a little bit darker. Uh, there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat in this trailer. I, I thought it, it felt more grounded than um, trailers have in the in the past or the the movies have in the past. So I think that this is going to be kind of a a grittier version. Uh, of a Mission Impossible movie kind of closer to maybe the first one uh, where there's a lot more espionage going on and a lot more spy stuff, if Mm -hmm. you will. Uh, So I'm intrigued by that and excited about the prospect of maybe a a more intense story to go along with all of that darker uh, espionage stuff, whatever it is. Fair enough. Uh, one of the other trailers we got to see was uh, the new Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fallen Kingdom. Chris Pratt is back, and he's got his his dinosaur pet in tow, and they're <laughs> in on a new adventure. What say you, Matt? Uh, so I thought 
first my opinion of Jurassic World, the the, the precursor of this film, was not high. I, I didn't love it. I thought the story was weak. I thought the acting was mediocre. I thought the dinosaurs were mostly digital and disappointing. And overall, didn't feel anything like Jurassic Park, uh, which is what everyone was hoping and excited about. And I thought it failed. Well, clearly, uh, $2 billion of people disagreed with you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my fear is that we're going to get more of the same on, on this. And, you know, if the dollars say that people enjoy it, I guess that they'll just keep making it uh, until they do what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean and all the other franchises that they've run into the ground. Fair enough. Uh, I, For the most part, I do, in fact, agree with you. Um I wasn't overly jazzed about the re the semi reboot the the refreshing of the franchise if you will. Um it honestly like not even looking at like the logic of why in this universe you would do this again mm-hmm. even though it's failed before. I mean just looking at the plot very simply as an audience goer, I didn't really care about any of the people and that kind of clued me in pretty early on that there was some issues there as far as how they were how they were approaching the movie it was more of a spectacle than a than something to get emotionally attached to right um and you know you can tell like their target audience is you know primarily kids and people with a fascination with dinosaurs and they're not necessarily there to see somebody truly grow as a human being they're there to see dinosaurs eat it's a, things it's a summer blockbuster in the most classic sense but but there used to be a time when summer blockbusters had depth and characters and you cared and there's a part of me that hopes that we'll return there one day. That part of me also knows that Jurassic World is probably not where I'm going to find that. Um, but I will again see this in theaters because I I am still interested in you know seeing some fun set pieces with dinosaurs and Chris Pratt is still a funny dude. Um, they didn't give away too much as far as plot points. It would appear. Um, we think so yeah so it looks like i'm not terribly spoiled half of this movie might take place on the island and they're evacuating dinosaurs and half of this movie is going to be on mainland where the dinosaurs have been evacuated to and suddenly have been released uh so i hope there's more suspense uh part of the things i loved about uh one of the things i really loved about the first jurassic park movie was how much tension there is building over a long period of time. The dinosaur reveals don't happen all at once. People have to get separated, and suddenly it's raining, and it's dark outside, and all these dinosaurs start showing up, coming out of the shadows, and uh, there's a lot of anxiety that's built. Uh, Spielberg creates all these tension points with these different characters in the dinosaurs yeah he doesn't just tip his hand at you right and so i think that this could feel a lot more like that just judging from the trailer uh there's a girl in the bedroom dinosaur is there i mean presumably that's real not like a dream sequence or anything like that chris pratt shows up um there's another tunnel sequence where it's it's a pitch black tunnel and these two characters are like oh my gosh what's coming down the tunnel is it t-rex and then some big meat-eating carnivorous dinosaur pops out the end and scares everyone so i mean there could be more jump scares there could be more tension and uh i i hope that's what we get more of and less of the the jurassic world that we had originally where there was tons of 
digital dinosaurs and not a lot of actual storyline and tension points between characters and the creatures. Fair enough. So our big trailer reveal. Uh, it was it was long prophesied that the big game would see something, and we were not disappointed. We got, I believe it was almost, I think it was 45 seconds of a teaser for the teaser um, for Solo, and then the next morning on Good Morning America, we got the full length, yep. um, which both Matt and I have proceeded to watch many a time, um, probably too many. So... Um, Shall we do positives and negatives yeah. for Solo? Yeah. What'd you think? Um, so I love the feel of this trailer. And by that, I mean the aesthetics. The, the, the coloration of the different sequences I thought were, was really interesting. I liked how things were framed. Uh, I liked... Uh, oh, man. The, the locations look incredible. Uh, I'm excited to see Woody Harrelson. Uh, man, I'm... I'm excited to see so many of these actors and actresses show up in these. This world feels very unique. Even though it's Star Wars-y, it feels different than the traditional Star Wars stuff that uh, I've seen. So I'm, I'm pluses on the, the set pieces that look incredible. You? I, I would tend to agree. I think that one of the joys that I will get out of seeing Star Wars beat into the ground with so many movies is that we'll finally be able to take turns in this universe that are not like the other movies. And I think that worked relatively well for Rogue One, and I think that at least this movie will not be um, the same as the other ones, regardless of whether it ends up being a positive or negative in the long run, in the fans' opinion you will never be able to argue that they were just copying other people's view of the same universe. Yeah, it feels unique, and each each vignette that we get of a Star Wars spinoff, I think, is a nice addition to building this very expansive story of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so, as is a trailer, we can't straight up judge the entire movie right away, but trailers can sometimes let us in on uh, some anxieties or uh, negative aspects that we might think the movie could give us. So I know that Star Wars has been uh, kind of a talking point lately with Episode Eight uh, causing some division amongst fans. So what, what are some areas that this trailer kind of gave you some pause yeah so for the audience members who don't know um this movie has had production problems they had a a couple of directors that they uh hush hush fired and then everyone knew about it and it was really really a big deal uh lord and miller who you might know for 21 jump street and the lego movie um really known for comedy and apparently kathleen kennedy and some of the other producers um, on the request of the actors, supposedly, uh, kind of started looking at some of the more of the dailies and uh, visited set, and apparently really had a large disagreement on vision for this film. So when those two directors were taken off, they replaced them with Ron Howard, 
And so there's been a lot of kind of like up and down and a lot of weird rumors uh, about this film in general. So we're not actually sure what we're going to get. And they've done a lot of reshooting and um, apparently a an acting coach was brought on for um, the the lead Alden uh, Ehrenreich for uh, Han Solo. And um, I, those are some of the concerns that Nathan's talking about that we might have for the overall quality and the story. Um, I loved everything about this trailer until Han Solo opened his mouth. And then I was like, that doesn't sound like Han Solo. It doesn't look like Han Solo. It doesn't feel like Han Solo. And suddenly I was taken out of this illusion of this being a story about Han Solo and and his adventures. So uh, that's my concern. Um, I, I think the rest of the cast, Donald Glover looks incredible. I think Woody Harrelson looks great. Uh, apparently, Paul Bettany's in the cast. Yeah, I, I don't. We didn't see him. We, we don't didn't. think unless he's doing motion capture for one of the robot characters. Um, Possibly. I'm I'm excited in a lot of ways uh, for a lot of things. Um, a little bit concerned about if the the actual Han Solo character will. And I think that's the, the main up. concern that most fans, um, kind of across the board, will have about this is. Are you going to do justice to the favorite mm. anti-hero of Star Wars? Yeah. Um, and if you end up changing his character to where it's not really him, um, so I th- I think that is the main concern. And I will I will say that the same thing did kind of get to me as well. That his voice was like when he spoke, mm. I was like, huh. <laughs> That was nice. That's <laughs> not what I was expecting. Yeah. And I I won't be able to render a real judgment on that until I know the whole story. Sure. Um but as far as looking into it not having seen the movie that is kind of a weird red flag for some people yeah. because this actor if anybody hasn't known has uh has actually done impersonations of Han Solo on the internet and he can do a fairly decent impression of Harrison Ford's Han Solo. So there's kind of a weird question there as to why they wouldn't make him do more of that uh, kind of... Or at least not include those those great moments in the trailer. Right. Um, So, you know, there's there's a bit of wondering there. Um, But I will say as far as the shooting troubles are concerned as a filmmaker... I prefer to view those more of as a positive. While some people see reshoots and kind of mm-hmm. production troubles as a negative, I really do see this as Lucasfilm really trying to get this right. Because even in the last few reviews, um, whenever our Cloverfield Paradox review comes out, um, a lot of problems that movies have in this day and age is that the story isn't quite right, and then they put it into production. Yeah, And I think that it really is telling that Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy are so dedicated to whatever they think that this story needs to be, that they will go to such ends as firing directors and rehiring and doing reshoots. It might not work, but it tells me that at some level that they care about what they're about to put out. Fair enough. Um, and so you, you, you know, I'm just choosing to view it in that light because for me like rogue one went through some similar production Mm -hmm. issues and as far as i'm concerned it came out 
decently well. It's not the greatest Star Wars movie, but it's nowhere near the bottom. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't know the story yet, but I'm hoping that this is them trying to do this correctly as sure. opposed to just their way. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of potential in this film. I think that we'll just have to wait and see for another trailer to come out and see maybe more of uh, the actors and actresses interacting mm -hmm. and how much they capture the spirit of some of those beloved characters that we know from the original trilogy of Star Wars films. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll just have to wait somewhat patiently. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of the Projected Opinions podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe if you have a chance. Tell your friends about the podcast. And, uh, of course, keep on listening and uh, watching movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>